Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And I'm your other host, Rachel Myers. And this third week of our Advent series, we are joined by Trillia Newbell. She is a friend of the podcast, a friend of Rachel and Amanda's, and a friend to you. If you haven't checked out Trillia's work before, you will love what she does. She's authored several books, A Great Cloud of Witnesses, Sacred Endurance. She has a couple of kids' books, including Creative God, Colorful Us, and God's Very Good Idea. Those are great children's books. And she also just released 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. This girl loves her Bible, and just to spend an hour delighting in God's Word with Trillia was a gift for us. And so we imagine it'll be a gift for you as well. Let's get right to it. Trillia Newbell, welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast, and happy Advent! Yes, thank you! Happy Advent! If I cue jingle bells in every episode, will the jingle bells appear? That's really up to Tim. That's really up to our— Tim's doing the magic, everybody. Yes. I am so excited that you are here with us for week three, Trillia, Mm -hmm. because it is— well, I mean, it's the week before Christmas week, and we are— Already about midway through the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, we've been working our way line by line, lyric by lyric through this hymn, and then just kind of looking at the scriptures that would have inspired John Wesley to write this very, very rich, heavy-hitting hymn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been wonderful. Last week, we were with J.J. Heller, and the week before that, with Max Lucado. And this week, Trillia, I'm so glad you're with us, because we are going to talk about Israel's strength and consolation, Mm. hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. What a verse. What a way to spend an hour. How do you feel about this hymn, Trillia? Well, I love the hymn, and it's interesting because it's rare that we take line by line like this, but it's so important. And to sit and think about Israel's strength and consolation and the comfort that they received as they thought about the coming king. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I love that we are sitting in this week and thinking through Jesus and His coming and this comfort and what they would have received is what we receive now. And so I am grateful. Absolutely. So last week with JJ, we got so excited about the first three days of the week and the fourth that we never made it to the fifth day of the week, which was really the first day that we addressed that line, that Israel's strength and consolation. And one of the days was last Friday, and then one of the days is today. And so we were like, that's okay. We'll talk about it with Trillia this week. Last Friday's reading kind of focused on that Israel's strength And then today's reading on that word consolation. Amanda, what does it mean? What does that word consolation mean? The word that comes to mind when I think of the word consolation is comfort. Yes, I think so. Like when you console someone, you are Mm -hmm. comforting. But it's like a comfort, I think, that has a sympathy and an empathy Mm. built into it where it's not just a comfortable blanket. It's like a person to sit with, you know, like Mm. there's like an understanding in the comfort. At least this is my own. I did not look up the actual definition, clearly, (laughs) of the word consolation, but that's what it is to me. And and so I enjoyed 
reading, you know, last Friday and then picking up again today about the Lord mm-hmm. being our strength and our consolation, mm-hmm. the comfort of His people. Mm. I was reading Isaiah 40, 1 through 2. Uh-huh. Uh, read it for us. Yes. Okay, I will. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and announce to her that her time of hard service is over. Her iniquity has been pardoned, and she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And I was thinking about this in terms of the comfort in that mm-hmm. verse, and it's kind of like a threefold promise in some mm-hmm. ways, that a promise for peace. A promise for sin being removed and, and restoration that the punishment is over. And that to me, especially in context and thinking of Israel, would be such a comfort to think yeah. there's restoration coming. There is peace mm-hmm. coming. We no longer have to receive a punishment that it's finished. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. points obviously to Jesus. And so that to me is. As I was thinking of this and then thinking of mm-hmm. just the text, what a comfort. Yeah. And what a comfort it would have been t- for them. Yes. Uh. Yes, absolutely. On Friday, we this were— is, We're going back on days that we didn't even tell you to prepare for, Trillian. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you just—you tell me where you are, and I will follow. What, what text you are you will. on? <laughs> oh, listen. Well, I'm looking back— we're looking at page 79. Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay. I'm looking back in Exodus 15. So this is Moses and Israelites singing about the Lord. And it says in verse 1, the Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. They said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has mm. thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Mm. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a warrior. Mm. The Lord is His name. Hmm. And I love that Like, there's a comfort that we have in God's strength, and also our strength comes from His strength. Mm -hmm. But I love, too, the link here, because it happens again in Psalm 68, God, you are awe-inspiring in your sanctuaries. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Mm -hmm. I love this link between consolation and praise, Mm -hmm. that we see God's people, especially in these Old Testament passages, we see God's people receiving comfort in their praise to the Lord, and that somehow praise begets comfort, and comfort begets praise. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but think, Trillia, of, and I know we won't talk much about it because we've talked about it before here on the podcast with you about the faithful project that we got to be a part Mm of, but knowing that I was going to be speaking with you today, and as I was reading these passages, because I'll be honest, I actually, when I was preparing, I was thinking this was part of Trillia's week. Oh, wow. And I was thinking about you. I know. (laughs) I was thinking about you, Trillia, as I was reading these, and I have pictures of you in my mind because we had that experience together. I can like close my eyes and remember watching you praise and Mm. watching you sing from Mm. a place of being comforted by the Lord and strengthened by the Lord. And so that image of you actually helped this make sense to me. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so These encouraging. <laughs> that's yeah. so encouraging. And, you know, I, I'm i going to, if I may, share something really personal where I was, 
I've experienced four miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And after my second one, I remember being in my bed feeling very weak. Yeah. And the Lord would remind me of things about himself. And I couldn't get the energy to open my Bible. But yeah. he was so near to me that in a very odd way, I experienced what it means to be strong in him. Because mm. I was completely on my face. I was completely yeah. on yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that I wasn't singing as much as I was just crying out. And mm-hmm. anyway, so the Lord is my strength and my song, mm-hmm. and He has become my salvation means something deeply to me because yeah. I've experienced it. I've tasted what that means yeah. in my weakness. And That's right. though, you know, in this context, I'm not quite sure, but all Scripture is useful and breathed out by God. And I do believe that the Lord has something to say to us in that as we're looking to the coming King to Mm -hmm. remind us of where our strength comes from and that He has become our salvation. And so we can sing praises and exalt Him, not out of our own willpower, but because He strengthens us in our weakness. And so that's, as you were saying that, I was thinking, gosh, there's been so many times where I've just been on my face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and I love that God is not a God who says, hey, be strong. Like, we get be strong and courageous, don't we? But we also get like, I am strong. Like, you are strong only because of my strength. Even, you know, in Luke 24, and Jesus is like promising, you know, the coming Holy Spirit. Spirit, and he's saying, as for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from mm. on high. Yeah. The strength that comes. But I also think about, I mean, in the lyric, it gets me because, Trillia, you just said, like, yes, he is Israel's strength and consolation, but you can make it personal. He yeah. is Trillia's strength and mm-hmm. consolation. He is yeah. Rachel and Amanda's strength and consolation. When I think about like the Savior that came as a baby, but He is empowered from on high, and He empowers me from on high, that He is my strength and my consolation. Those are things that cannot be taken. No circumstance. Like we read last yeah. week about like what can separate us from the love of God, and we listed all the things, and then you can fill in the blanks with more. But no, because we're more than conquerors, because He is my strength and my consolation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's beautiful. Now I am going back into our actual week. I know, reading. and I love where you're headed so, because I love this part. On Monday, the day this releases, you all are going to read today from Luke 2. So we're starting to get into... A little Christmassy. Yeah, we're not going to read the all of it in a traditional order, but just let that be okay because I think that it's going to be really enlightening kind of the way these are paired together. But we get to read today from Luke 2 when Jesus is presented at the temple as a baby. Yeah. And so, you know, they're following just the Mm. traditional, the Jewish law, they're taking him in when he's eight days old for his circumcision. And there in verse 25, we meet a man named Simeon. And I'm going to read that for us. In verse 25, Luke 2, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. That's interesting, Mm. right? We haven't gotten to act yet, but the Mm. Holy Spirit (laughs) was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, the Spirit is a big player player in this this story. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents 
Mary and Joseph, Mm -hmm. brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace, as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel." His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. (laughs) Mary and Joseph were like, wait, what? What is happening? Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother, Mary, indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed and a sword will pierce your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. But this man who had been waiting for Israel's consolation gets to hold the Messiah in his arms. I love this story so much for a number of reasons, but I think about, is this the only place in Scripture where we hear that phrase, Israel's consolation? It's Whenever I hear Israel's consolation, that's immediately the story that I think of. But I guess we could probably do a little looking and find out if there are other locations. But I think that something that stuck out to me as I was reading this was just the fact that he was waiting for Israel's consolation meant that Israel needed to be comforted. Like there was Mm. something was wrong. Something was broken. Like if they were comfortable and if things were going great, you know, if they were whole, they wouldn't have been waiting for consolation, right? And so like even just like the implication that if he was waiting for this, that it was necessary and needed. And then you get to think about that, like there is a a capital C consolation that came. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that stood out to me was in verse 31, I believe you read, you have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel. So here we see this beautiful glimpse of what the cross will accomplish. And it's so encouraging to think that all peoples will also Mm -hmm. receive this salvation. And of course, we all know that Jew, Gentiles completely divided and hated each other. Right, right. <laughs> and for this to be said, I just think is pretty remarkable. And yeah, it really is. Yeah. From a prophet in the temple. Like he's he's saying yeah. this is for the Gentiles. That's yes. incredible. I like that you pointed that out, Trillia. Yeah. Yes. Well, because then, I mean, just think about it. That's us. We're all invited. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so right. it's such an encouraging prophetic word. And if, of course, it's also what happened. Yeah. So I just, mm-hmm. I love that. Just this, from the mm. beginning, the Lord had all peoples in mind. Yeah, That's encouraging. Yeah. And this image of Simeon receiving the Messiah, you know, in his arms and holding him up. And this time reading this passage is the first time that I have thought of that as, I mean, this is a real story. This is, a, you know, a narrative, a historical narrative, a right. thing that really happened, right? Not just the birth of Jesus, but Simeon meeting Jesus and holding him. But I think it also felt like a a metaphor for like our celebration on mm. Christmas Day that we are receiving and rejoicing in this thing that we've been promised that has now come to pass. Mm -hmm. And because Simeon knew what this meant, and we 
that's what we're spending four weeks talking about yeah. leading up to Christmas Day is what does it mean that Jesus came and who is he and what has he done and what is he doing and what will he do? Because all of that is bound up in the nativity, in the yeah. narrative of Christmas Day. There's a quote, if you have a study book, there's a quote between the weeks here in the study book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and it says this, the Advent season is a season of waiting, but our whole life is an Advent season. Mm -hmm. That is a season of waiting for the last Advent, for the time when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And I think that kind of encapsulates what I what I love about Advent, because Advent is a time that we get to say out loud how we're feeling all year long. That like mm -hmm. we're waiting, mm -hmm. we're waiting for our hope to come. We're waiting for all things to be made new. We're waiting for our ultimate consolation and comfort. You know, that we sing in a different Christmas mm -hmm. song, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. Mm -hmm. And as we were reading about this lyric and these scriptures, I thought, man, you know, we sing that in, you know, like a... <laughs> Comfort and joy, Comfort you know, joy. like in a happy way, and it is happy, but there's a depth there. Oh, yeah. you know, like when you that, need comfort, there's a reason. Ooh, that yeah. comfort and joy goes deep. Yeah. Let us not forget Anna's testimony. Oh, Anna. In chapter two, starting in verse 36, there was also a prophetess, Anna, a daughter of Phanuel on the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and mm -hmm. was a widow for 84 years. Mm. She did not leave the temple, serving God day and night with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about Him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Yeah. Man, both hands went up. Amanda's <laughs> yes. arms shoot Praise up in the hands, air. Touch down, whatever. <laughs> the redemption. Of, that means there were. There were many yeah. waiting for the redemption. They knew it was coming. It's just amazing to think that for the ones who, and maybe you all know the answer to this, <laughs> but— Maybe, maybe not. Well, I'm just—they talk about the Spirit with Simeon, but do right. you see the Spirit mentioned with her? She, well, she's a prophetess, so yeah, yeah. never mind. Yeah. That's it, yeah. that's it. Because I'm like— that's amazing. You were just near the Lord and you knew. But yeah. 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 But oh, it's just, yeah, she yeah. just came upon it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing to me. And there seems to be a posture of anticipation and waiting. She's fasting yep. and praying and sitting in the temple. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Mary at the feet of Jesus, kind of just yeah. resting, we'll waiting, right sitting here. Yeah. Ready, right here. And it's convicting. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is. I mean, I've never really thought about that, Trulia, but I think that you're right. I think Anna was on alert. Yeah. You know, Scripture is is not unclear about how we, as people who are between the advent of Jesus, His first coming, mm -hmm. and the second advent, His second coming, are to be on alert mm -hmm. and to keep the main thing the main thing, you know? And that's what she did. Mm. That's what she did. That's good. And then the next day, day 17, we turn the page to the lyric, Hope of all the earth thou art. I loved this day. Yeah, yeah. So this, as a reminder, the full verse, I need the reminder. I know we already said it, but it's Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth that thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of kind of all 
you know, every like kind of universal language yeah. happening here, collective language. But yeah, this one, hope of all the earth thou art. Yeah. Okay, so Isaiah 65, 17 through 25 is the first reading for this day. And I'm going to have to have you guys talk me out of reading the entire thing because that's what I want to do. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, it's a prophecy of Isaiah. And even in the kind of like midday assignment in the study book, it just says like, in the Old Testament reading, circle any descriptions of the earth that are different than what you've observed or experienced in the world today. And it's this moment of just going, I'm going to read some of it. You guys can stop me when you want to stop me. But <laughs> listen, here it comes. For I will create new heavens and a new earth. The past events will not be remembered or come to mind. Then be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I will create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people Mm. to be a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will no longer be heard in her. In her, a nursing infant will no longer live only a few days, or an old man not live out his days. Indeed, the one who dies at a hundred years old will be mourned as a young man, and the one who misses a hundred years will be considered cursed. People will build houses and live in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and others live in them. They will not plant and others eat." For my people's lives will be like the lifetime of a tree. My chosen ones will fully enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor without success or bear children destined for disaster. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord along with their descendants. Okay, pause. Because here's where I wrote Um, in my margin, how, Lord? Yeah. Like, how? Yeah. I mean, I truly, even as I was like reading this, and then again, Rachel, as you were reading it aloud just mm-hmm. now, I feel longing. I wrote, in, I long for this. In my body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just yeah. reading that. And so, Trillia, help us connect that dot between that and Advent. That is an, not just an Advent adjacent longing. That's but right. But that is the longing of Advent, right? Absolutely. Um, We just long for him to make everything right and for all the wrong to be forgotten. The thought of that is just amazing. It's it's mind-blowing. It's like it's It's, sci-inducing and yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. There's something, yeah, that's why I took that big, long breath as I was trying to say amazing because it is. It is burden-lifting, it's something, yeah, how, how, how and how long, Lord? How yeah, long, yeah. oh Lord, when will you do this? So there is this longing for the Lord to return and for this new creation to be made. And the hope of Advent is that it will happen, like That's His right. promises have already been fulfilled and He will finish it. And so that to me— That's good gives me peace as I wait, as I wait for that second advent. It's going to happen. So we can wait with this hope and vision of what's to come. Yeah. One of the wild things to me about the gospel and God's Word is that 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 we're describing, that you just described, Trillia, we are waiting for it, and also it is guaranteed. Yes. And so it leaves us in this really weird position, <laughs> you know, where we are we are longing for a thing and hoping for a thing, or not just a thing, mm-hmm. a state of things, yeah. right? Yeah. A reality that has not yet fully come, 
but is as good as here because mm-hmm. of Jesus. Like okay. the how, the how, Lord, the answer to the how mm-hmm. is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, yes, keep going, Rachel. I we mean, can't, we can't we leave can't off li- these last verses. All right, verse 24. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like cattle, but the serpent's food will be dust. They will not do what is evil or destroy on my entire holy mountain, Mm. says the Lord. What a thought. I just want (laughs) to camp out on one thought, if I may. Mm -hmm. Even before they call, I will answer. (laughs) Yes. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Wow. Yeah, the promise of this closeness and mm-hmm. intimacy, and I just think about how many times, even in the psalmist, we see this, where are you, Lord? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you hear my cry, O Lord? Like, that will not have to be prayed. Uh. He will hear, we will interact, <laughs> which I can't right. fathom. I don't get right. fully. And there won't be this anticipating or this waiting. Uh, most yeah. of our prayers mm-hmm. are just waiting. We're just waiting. Lord, will you do this? Will you take care of my children, Lord? Yes. That's a waiting. And yeah. will you heal me? That's a, there's yeah. these waiting. It will be finished. It's done. And he will hear us yeah. actively, yes. which he actively does now, but we that's will right. hear him. And yes. so that's the difference. That's good. And yeah. That's amazing to me. It's amazing. It is. Hey friends, interrupting this conversation really quickly to remind you that it is not too late to get your Advent books. Advent is a long season and we will spend five weeks in this series. So if you still want a book, go to shopshereadstruth.com and pick one up. Use fast shipping and we will get it to you as quickly as we can. But if you want it today, the great news is that you can also order a digital study book and download it immediately. Don't forget, there are all kinds of great Christmas gifts and Advent extras, greeting card sets, 25 card sets, and some fantastic Kids Read Truth resources. Y'all are going to love them and you'll find them all at shopshereadstruth.com. Hey friends, taking a quick break to remind you, whether you're doing some last minute Christmas shopping for everyone on your list, or you're struggling to find the perfect gift for a few remaining names, the bundles that we offer at shopshereadstruth.com can help you check off the rest of your list all in one stop. In the shop, you'll find Bible reading bundles for she, he, kids, family, so many different combinations that make great gifts for them and mean great savings for you. So head to shopshereadstruth.com or the link in the show notes and check out our bundles so that you can gift bundled up resources to fill their hearts with truth this Christmas. That's shopshereadstruth.com. All right, back to the show. We just finished before the Advent plan started, before Advent started, we were in a prayers and scripture study, and we read about Daniel's prayer and how then Gabriel came and said, it's in Daniel 9, at the beginning of your prayer, an answer went out. That's what Gabriel says to him. And so that's... Which is and, also a head scratcher. Right. Yeah. And so well, then, then why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> True. We go back and listen to that episode. We talked about it a little bit. But... It is, Trillia, it is this picture of intimacy that will be, yeah. and also we have 
access to that intimacy yes. now, yeah. and that is God's posture toward us is one of of listening, actively listening, Father, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so it is. It really is mind blowing. The other thing I really like about this day is that when the lyric says, hope of all the earth, thou That's art, right. we're talking about mankind, but like this encompasses all the earth, like all of creation. Mm-hmm. And so when you like turn the page and you look at Romans 8, we read some of Romans 8 last week, but that from groans to glory, Trillia, I'm going to ask you to read this section, yes. Yes. verses 18 through 25, because Absolutely. it is not just us that are waiting. We're groaning, but we're not alone in our groaning. That's right. Absolutely. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in the hope that Hmm. the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Not only that, but we ourselves who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope, because we hope for what He sees. Now that's a verse. Anyway, now if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. I mean, Hmm. I circled the word hope a lot of times there (laughs) and a lot of groaning, but a lot of hope. Yeah. I mean, it's Maranatha. You know, we talked on the first week of Advent, Trillia, we talked about that word Maranatha and how it means like Lord come. Come. Yeah. And it kind of in a word embodies this tension mm-hmm. that we experience and that is kind of the centerpiece of Advent where it both means the Lord has come and it means Lord come. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is that's where we are, right? Which is like, the Lord yes. has come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Christmas Day is not just a day on the calendar, it is a reality, a thing that happened that Jesus came and Lord, come again. I mean, Maranatha is like mm. my new favorite Christmas greeting. Yeah. Which is probably yeah. like the nerdiest thing a person could do, but like Maranatha, Amanda. <laughs> no, truly. I mean, but like here it is, like that yeah. it means that the Lord has come and Lord come again. Yeah. It reminds me of Hosanna, like, yeah. have mercy, save us. Yeah. Like those yes. are friends. Yeah. Those, those words are friends. Absolutely. And what a picture to think of the whole creation groaning. Like, we're not only waiting. Right. The whole creation is waiting for Mm -hmm. this redemption, waiting for Jesus to return and to be set free from the bondage of decay. What What a thought. It's powerful. So we long and we hope. Had I been circling, would have been circling hope too. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) We long, we hope, and the whole creation will experience this freedom and this renewal when the time comes. Yeah. Yeah. We read last week, I can't, Amanda, you could maybe remember where, but that all of creation is covered with a burial shroud. Yeah. Which mm. was just like crazy, and that he will remove the shroud from us, mm. the blanket, the, the sheet that covers us all. But that's this, like, yep. 
the hope of all the earth thou art, that you would remove the burial shroud that covers us, that we are all subjected to death and decay, and that that sheet would be lifted from us, and that we would be made new. Yeah, it's in Isaiah 25, verse 7. On this mountain, he will swallow up the burial shroud, the shroud over all the peoples, the sheet covering all the nations. I don't ever remember reading that. Neither had we. Wow. You know why? Here's my theory of why. Because verse 8 says it more plainly, and I think that's probably why I have kind of like it's missed per, a, it. The preferred, yeah. Yeah. So verse 8, when he has swallowed up death once and for all, uh, the Lord will wipe away the tears from yep. every face and remove his people's disgrace from the whole earth. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I'm with you. I bet we start at eight often. Mm-hmm. And, um, and miss seven. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a, what a, a PSA picture. to read the rest of it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. read the rest of scripture. But <laughs> what a picture. Just yeah. that heaviness of death. And boy, do wow. we feel that, right? Like yep. when we just read about the groaning. It's because there is a curse we are subjected to, far as the curse is found, right? That's Mm. right. And this, you're right, like, so hope of all the earth thou art. Like, I want to just, I wish we had time to just break apart every single that sentence into each word and talk about it. I mean, it's hope Mm -hmm. for all the Mm -hmm. earth. Mm. Thou, like mm-hmm. God is the hope of all the earth. And then the next day goes right into desire of every nation. I loved this. So day. Jesus is the hope of all the earth. He is the desire of every nation, even if we don't know it. Like, even for those who aren't aware that they're desiring yeah. him, the joy of every longing heart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Day 18, girls. <laughs> Yeah, this. I, all we that, both have everything marked up, so I don't know where to begin. Well, Here we go. I want to know, Trillia, how you know this. Like thinking of that—that that all the earth, the hope for the whole earth is Jesus, and the desire of every nation is Jesus. I mean, as we read in Psalm sixty-seven, I like this exercise of connecting this to Advent. You know, connecting this. Like, how does this change? the way we celebrate Christmas, that Jesus is the desire of every nation. I'm going to read Psalm 67, and Do then it. I'll let y'all respond. Do it. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May He make His face shine upon us, so that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Listen for the word nations in this passage. Mm. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations rejoice and shout for joy. For you judge the peoples with fairness and lead the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has produced its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth will fear him. That feels like such an already and not yet passage, right? Oh, my word. Mm. Yeah. I love that you added this, (laughs) this kind of song and thanksgiving to the Lord and that He will be gracious and He will bless us. And it's all the nations, salvation among all the nations, all the people, which makes me think when I think of even this Advent that we're, it's not, we're having this conversation in a context, in a place, but all over the world. <laughs> That's right. People are experiencing the exact same waiting, hope, longing, rejoicing, prayer. Good, it boggles my mind. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's also what he desired. 
mm-hmm. what he desires and yeah. what he promises and what he has for the nations on this earth, all over yeah. the earth. Let the people praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. And they will. And they are. And I think it's glorious. It's glorious. And it's what we'll experience for eternity. Yeah. All the yeah. people uh, praising him. Amen. And there's That's amazing this gathering language, yes. too. Like this, like Micah 4, this prophetic, you know, verse 1, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains and will be raised above the hills. People will stream to it. And many nations will come and say, come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? I mean, that mm-hmm. keeps going. I feel like we could read this whole day's scripture, but I also know that, I mean, I, Amanda, you've I got mean, everything But underlined. if you want to talk, like there's the gathering and yes. then there's those verses like two through five, like this is... This is, I think, the desire Read it then. of every nation. Yeah. For instruction will go out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will settle disputes among many peoples mm. and provide arbitration for strong nations that are far away. They will beat their swords into plows and their spears into pruning knives. Nation will not take up the sword against nation, and they will never again train for war. <gasps> wow. But each person will sit under his grapevine and under his fig tree with no one to frighten him. For the mouth of the Lord of armies has spoken. Though all the peoples walk in the name of their own gods, we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Mm. Keep going. Don't, Don't stop now. On that day, this is the Lord's declaration, I will assemble the lame and gather the scattered, those I have injured. I will make the lame into a remnant, those far removed into a strong nation. Then the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from this time on and forever. I mean, you talk about the comfort, the Mm -hmm. consolation. Absolutely. I mean, right now we are experiencing, and I don't know that there has ever been a time of true peace on earth, right? There's always been wars and fighting and swords and disputes, and we aren't immune to it. We're experiencing it right Right. now. And the thought of there being complete peace and disputes settled, I I don't know. (laughs) We get these little foretastes of it, and I love that. I love the gift of Moments yes. of peace or, yeah. or glimpses of peace. And I think that we could all point to times in our lives, in our homes, whatever it is, where like that felt like a foretaste of heaven. Yeah. Because there were no disputes, you know, or whatever it was. Absolutely. As we're reading this, I feel like we're all just like feeling this longing. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we see in Jesus, one of the things I love about this particular Advent reading plan is that we aren't just reading about the baby I Jesus. actually want We're to commend reading. you guys. If I may pause, this is, <laughs> they did not pay me to do this, <laughs> but it's commendable. I, as I was reading through all of this rich text, I thought, wow. We're learning and sitting in so much, not just, mm-hmm. and praise God for baby Jesus. <laughs> and that Absolutely. We, but there's so much to the story, and, yeah, and right. Jesus himself is constantly quoting Old Testament. So for us to do this, for you all to do this, it's commendable, and mm. it's encouraging yeah, for us to understand, truly understand longing and yep. what it would have felt like for people to wait for him. 
Yeah. 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 Because right. we we already experienced the already, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it for to get to walk through that and experience that longing, I will just say real honestly, I've always had a bit of a hard time with the Advent season because I already know Jesus. He's already here. I know the story. Right. And mm-hmm. so for us to walk through it this way, I think is good, refreshing, mm-hmm. and it's helpful for us to understand we are in that longing season too. <laughs> yeah, so, to connect with that longing, yeah. and that waiting. I mean, we, so many of y'all listening already know, we also have a children's book, a Kids Read Truth storybook. And, and the first line of it I love because it's this. It says the Christmas story didn't begin with a baby. It mm. began with a promise. And, it's, yes. and so we take the kids through the story beginning with Abraham? No, Adam, oh, yeah, Adam and, Eve. and Eve. That's right. We be, yeah. I mean, we go all the way back. Why did I That's think it was good. Abraham? Because I'm picturing that. <laughs> you know spread. us. I'm, sp- I'm picturing that spread with the stars and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's, it that's beautiful. the thing. The Christmas story did not begin in Bethlehem. And if you think it did, you're missing out on the richness yeah. of what is happening and why he, why, why did this baby come? Why was he born mm-hmm. in this way and in this place and to these people and at this time? And you've got to know that. It's and good. then when you read Luke 2, it's really spectacular. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. Amen. And so I love, like you said, Trillia, that they were waiting for him. And then when he came, he lived out these verses that we're That's reading. Right. Like he That's right. gave us actual tangible examples of what it looks like when the kingdom comes on earth, like when mm. the kingdom of God is on earth. So we get, we'll read, y'all will read this week the story of the Samaritan woman at the well and how Jesus who they should not have interacted with her, culturally speaking, for so many reasons. Yeah. But this is his world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is his kingdom, and things will be done his way, and his way is to welcome in and is to, is his heart is for the nations, Mm -hmm. right? To be the hope of all the earth. And then we see, you'll read about the centurion's faith, Mm -hmm. where, you know, again, another non-Jewish person who... Jesus blesses, mm-hmm. in whom Jesus recognizes faith. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is a radical man yeah. we're talking mm-hmm. about here. That little baby yeah. grew up to be a radical man <laughs> who began to show us what it looks like yeah. when these prophecies are fulfilled. And then we get to read, I mean, on day 19 from Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian official as he interacts mm-hmm. with, yeah. with Philip. I think about... The way that the gospel is spread to the nations in all of these really intentional ways, we just moved into a new house, and we have lived there without gas to the house for the last six days. And I've the, been saying it's like glamping. It's like glamping. Glamping. It, it's funnier to say than it is to live. <laughs> we, I'd like a shower, a hot shower, and maybe to cook a f- meal on my stovetop. But here we are, because this morning, the gas man came. He was supposed to come several days ago. Every day, it's like, maybe he's coming, maybe he's coming. Today, he came, and I said, I've been waiting for you. I'm so of the gas happy man. that you came. <laughs> It made me think of Rahab. Like, remember, like when mm. the like the spies come, and she's like, "I've heard about your God. I yes. knew you guys were coming. Yeah. I've been waiting for you." And I just think about like 
the Ethiopian official, like all of these people just like waiting for the consolation, not just of Israel, but of every longing heart. Mm. We knew you were coming. We heard about you and you came. Yeah. That's so good. That's Mm -hmm. so good. I love that we are concentrating on certain people and that we get a picture of Jesus and how he touched the lives is not the proper. (laughs) I I hear what you mean, though. How he broke through, broke through all the barriers. Mm -hmm. He demolished them, all the cultural and Mm -hmm. all the barriers. It wasn't about their differences or their culture, it was because he was coming to save souls. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was thinking of the song, which is a little different, but I couldn't help in my head. I thought, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the praise. Mm. Yes. Like, Amen. He is worthy of the glory, the praise, and he is a God who is impartial, who loves people, and he's coming to save and seek the lost. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. There was something about what you were saying. I don't know about the gas man. I'm like, what made me think of that? <laughs> Listen, all of scripture speaks to all of life. <laughs> but it's true. And here's the thing, Trillia, one of my favorite things about you is how the truth of who God is, it bubbles out of you. Like it produces mm. in you a joy that is not just happiness. It is also Mm -hmm. happiness, Mm -hmm. but it exudes out of you. And that's what I love about this progression of this hymn is we just spent, you know, 45 minutes talking about Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Mm. And we have been emphasizing that word longing a lot as we've talked about Advent this year. And I think that's appropriate And also, Mm -hmm. when we encounter the one who is our strength and consolation and hope and desire and the one who meets that longing, it produces in us a joy and a rejoicing. Mm -hmm. And so it really does feel like this on-ramp to the Christmas Day celebration. Let's read Psalm 16 as we get to the end of our time here Trillia, can we have you read one more time just because we love you so much and we love to hear you read? Psalm 16, verses 5 through 11. Lord, you are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who counsels me, even at night when my thoughts trouble me. I always let the Lord guide me. Because He is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely. For you will not abandon me to Sheol. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. You reveal the path of life to me. In your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. What a beautiful way to end. It is beautiful. I love, I circled that word rests in verse 9. We talked about, let us find our rest in thee, and here it says, my body also rests securely. There's joy and there is rest. Yes, yes. There's a psalm that was pointed out to me by my friend Melissa a couple years ago, but it's in Psalm 73, verse 28. But as for me, God's presence is my good. Mm 
Mm. I have made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. Mm. There are so many times Mm. in this reading plan where that passage has come to mind. And that one that you were just reading, Trillia, that in your presence is abundant joy, at your right hand are eternal pleasures. Mm. And it would be a huge miscalculation and disservice to think of the trivial things that we want and desire, you know, and like sub in there and think something like, oh, in your presence is abundant joy. That means like I'm going to have abundant possessions. No, no. So much better than that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? And eternal pleasures, the things that we call pleasure here and now, just barely hold a tiny candle, you know, right? But we yeah, really can't fathom it, can we? Right. Can't. And it's God's yeah. presence yeah. that is, is our good. That's good. And and that's Jesus. Like Jesus is God's presence. Mm-hmm. Jesus is God dwelling among us. That's right. Mm. And even though he is no longer in his bodily form on yeah. earth dwelling among us, yeah. the fact that he was <laughs> mm-hmm. and did and then so lived and died and rose again and is now in his bodily presence mm-hmm. in glory mm-hmm. and has given us his spirit. Like, this is all part of the Christmas story. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, truly, I thank you so much for your time and for just, I love a conversation with you anywhere I can Me get it. Me too. You're so kind. This is such a joy. Such a joy. I just want to just say one last thing, if Please. I may. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because I was just thinking about the picture of our hearts being glad and our whole being rejoicing. Yeah. Like our everything in us rejoices. It just at the end of the day, when Evan is over and our whole being <laughs> should be and can rejoice yeah. as we rest secure Amen. in him, everything in us can thank the Lord and praise him for who he is and what he has done and what we look forward to, those eternal pleasures. So with that said, thank you yeah. for having me. It's a joy to speak with you guys and to this will sustain me for the rest of my day. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow. thank you, it. Lord, for your word. That's Amen. what it does, it, right? I mean, we read about it in Isaiah 55. The word that comes from our mouth will not return to me empty. Mm. It didn't today. No. So um, listen, y'all, this is your cue to be women and men in the Word of God every day this week. I mean, really, I encourage you, find time. Don't wait for time to come to you, but carve it out, yeah. mark it down, find a time and a place and be there and meet with the Lord in His Word. It will not return empty. Come back then next week on Monday, and Amanda and I will be co-hosting each other. You will be my special guest. I will be yours. I'm 11. It's going to be great. And we get to do Christmas week, just the two of us, which we're really excited about. Until next week, Trillia, you know what to say. What do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. 